Good afternoon, everybody. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Pacific. Texas Hill Country Advisors is not an affiliate of Next. This material is not intended as an offer, solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Price, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next. The S&P 500 is market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local Texas Hill Country source for what's going on in the stock market, the economy, and the world of personal finance. We are your co-hosts, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, independent financial advisors here in Kerrville, Texas, with Texas Hill Country Advisors, here to bring you the latest in the financial markets and the world of finance. And we are on this afternoon as a special edition because the Federal Reserve uh, met today. They concluded their meeting at 1 p.m. with the decision to go ahead and hike rates again for a quarter of a percent. So it's 0.25 percent increase. That happened at one o'clock. A Jerome Powell press conference kicked in at 1.30 p.m. and just ended a little while ago. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We looked like, uh, let's see, the market just closed three minutes ago. How are we doing, Gilbert? You did, uh, I think the Dow was trying to hold on to some gains. The S&P and NASDAQ were actually slightly negative. Yes, that's exactly and what happened. The um, Dow yes, looks sure like did. it closed at up, what is that, 82 points? Yeah, twenty, uh, almost a quarter of a percent up on the Dow. Yeah. S and P and Nasdaq were S and P was almost flat on the day, slightly negative. Um, I think and, part of that was due to Boeing. Boeing had an amazing day today, and they're a uh, big component of the Dow. Yes, they are, and of course, the Dow's uh, only got thirty, uh, uh, thirty components in it versus either five hundred or one hundred from the S and P or Nasdaq. Um, so anyway, so uh, you know, the here's the deal: markets got what they wanted. Uh, but but furthermore, was the 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 press conference that Jerome Powell had where there's these little tidbits of kind of what he hinted to as far as what is expected uh, down the road for their for their interest rate hiking cycle moving forward. That is for the Fed. And uh, here's kind of a breakdown of what happened. I'll say the gist is that Powell had a few things to say. The the first thing being that. Um, you know, the thing that stood out the most to me was he said he didn't think inflation was going to get anywhere close to 2% mark until about 2025. Um, so let's talk about that just for a little bit. And, and and if you've been following us on here, you know that what we've been saying is, okay, we knew that this interest rate increase um, was coming today. It was widely expected to happen. And now that it happened, the next question is going to be, are they done completely for the year or do they have one more left in the tank to hike before the end of the year? And then followed up by, you know, are they going to, how long are they going to keep rates at this level? You know, because depending on how long they keep them here, that could, that could have a wide a variety of different impacts on financial markets, whether it's three months that they keep them here all the way out to 18 months, uh, possibly up to two years. So if inflation does not come back down to close to their 2% target till 2025, that means that they're probably going to hold rates at this higher level for quite some time. Uh, one of the things that I'll, I'll mention real quick before we kind of go into some dialogue about this is that we know that the last five rate hiking cycles Okay, from the point that the Fed reached their peak rate to the time that they did the first interest rate cut on average was 18 months. We know that. So that means that if we did, in fact, just hit the peak rate point today, 
we might have upwards of a year and a half to wait before we actually see them cut rates. Which takes us into 2025. That's right. So about that piece specifically, one of the things we were talking about was it could be kind of a mind game a little bit where the the Fed and Jerome Powell, they're, they're thinking collectively like, okay, if the market thinks that, uh, you know, once we let's say we hit that 2% number for inflation, for headline inflation sometime in the next six months, the markets might think that, hey, we hit the 2% number. So now the Fed should start cutting rates. So the market would expect them to start cutting sometime soon. And maybe as a ploy against that narrative and kind of hedging some of their bets, they just said, hey, well, yeah, we think we'll get to that level, but it's going to be a lot longer than what you think. So that way it kind of hedges their bet. So if they do hit that target 2% rate on inflation, if we if we get that number sometime in the near future, maybe they're, they, they've hedged what they've said a little bit to where it gives them wiggle room to the cut if they need to. Um, and they're not having their feet held to the fire saying that, hey, we're at, we're, we hit the 2% level. You should start talking about cutting rates now. And, and they're, not, they're not forced into that scenario. Yeah, what, think, what else think- you got about what I think you too, uh, what, what you kind of go, going along with what you said a minute ago is the, the market is so weird, uh, the stock market anyway, if th- they always make this assumption that if the Fed isn't raising rates, then that means they're cutting rates. And I think maybe the Fed is trying to get in front of that argument by saying, hey, listen, just because we don't raise rates doesn't mean we're cutting them. And in case you misunderstand what we're doing here, we don't think we're going to get inflation back to the 2% mark on inflation until 2025. It's it's broadcasting to everybody, market participants, not only in the equity market, but in the bond market that, hey, we're going to leave rates alone for a lot longer than you might think, even if we get back to 2%, because the only reason we're going to cut rates is for something other than us reaching the 2% mark. That's right. So um, like, so maybe recession, perhaps right. uh, high, high unemployment which could be a problem uh, or, or some other reason that would necessitate them cutting rates again. But ultimately it would be because they see a downturn coming in the economy and they're trying to get ahead of it. So I, I think maybe that's what their, the, the yeah. purpose of that comment was. Um, and, and it's funny too, because when they asked Jerome Powell, we watched that news conference, Hey, what do you think about one more rate? Uh, increase this year, and, and he was very noncommittal. Maybe is is basically what he said. Uh, but I I do think it's fair to say that we're probably closer to the end of the rate cycle than anything else. Yeah. So and maybe it's a you know it's not a raising or lowering. You know those are very black and white. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe we have to exist somewhere in the middle for a while, and that's the gray. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not black. It's not white. It's not the Fed hiking rates. It's not the Fed cutting rates. We're somewhere in the middle um, in a gray area. Right. So, I think you're right. Uh, you know, a couple of other uh, mentions real quick is they're going to have an eye on uh, to Gilbert's point. They're going to have an eye on the data because they want to remain what they call, quote unquote, data dependent. So that way they do have some wiggle room in case things get overheated in the economy. You know, you think about what happened in March with the banks, any kind of negative uh, uh, impacting item on the on the financial system or the markets in general or the economy more specifically uh, could cause the Fed to cut rates quicker than than anticipated. But it does look like we do have a little ways a little ways to go, um, and and that's okay. That's okay. So 
that that's kind of the initial reaction and what the markets are trying to digest right now. Um, there was one other thing that stood out, I think, in Jerome Powell's pre press conference that I wanted to mention in that that he said he did not think that their their level of tightening monetary policy was quite restrictive enough. So that's one of the goals that they're trying to reach and achieve uh, for the Fed is get to a level of monetary policy that is tight enough that it cools off inflation, but ideally not tight enough to where it throws us all into a recession and we see a decline in economic growth. So what that tells you right there is that he pulled out all the stops to try to be as hawkish as he as he could today and be and, and associate himself with the camp that thinks that rates not only um, are because they're not only above the five percent level right now, but he's saying that they might even have good reason to push them even higher further um, if they have to. And all the while, mind you, they're also uh, uh, taking money out of the money supply by by decreasing their balance sheet. Um, so they're they're really pulling on both of the levers that they really have uh, to pull on to try to tighten monetary policy and, and cool things off. So uh, and, and he also mentioned uh, to that point that they could, in fact, continue to reduce the size of their balance sheet and pull that money out of the money supply. Uh, of the economy and at the same time cut rates. So I think he what he was trying to say there is saying, listen, this is we're in a spot now that we need to be dependent enough on the data that any and all outcomes are a probability here. We don't want to rule anything out. We don't want to say that we think this is this is how it's going to play out. And this is what we're looking for to slap expectations on what's going to happen because we really truly are in uncharted territory. I mean, this is the highest level that rates have been at in 22 years, I think. So Plus, we, we had another amazing day in the Dow anyway. The Dow Industrial Index I think was 13 in a row. 13 in a row. Um, it's a head scratcher. Uh, I would have thought that the Dow would have dropped off like the Nasdaq and the S&P did. Um, and, and I guess you could say it's it's all interrelated to the news today from the Fed. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. That's right. Uh, assuming the pattern holds that we've been talking about many times before, we should see a little bit of weakness in the equity markets for the next week or two. Okay, last to round us off real quick. Do you think they raise again before the end of the year? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm just going to be a contrarian. I think that even though he mentioned we weren't, they weren't quite at the level of restrictive monetary policy that they're at yet, I still think that over the coming months, uh, I think that was kind of a ploy. I think that was kind of more them trying to get ahead of it with their words and talk it down versus actually really and truly feeling that in their soul. So uh, so we'll, we'll see because we, we we finally hit the 3% three, three number on headline inflation, at least for CPI anyway. We get uh, the second metric of inflation that we get every single month. We get that for the month of June this Friday. So we'll see how that how that turns out too. Um, but, but really and truly, I think if there was a case uh, for – for you to be right, it's going to have to do with core inflation because that's really the the issue, I think, at, at hand. And I thought it was very interesting, too. While we were sitting there watching his press conference, there was someone that asked, um, you know, about food 
prices and how that would how he saw that playing out and affecting uh, inflation. They specifically linked it to the war in Ukraine, but the Fed is not so concerned about the things that the volatile food and energy prices that are that are included in the headline number. They're really watching that core number and the inflation from the services sector is really what the issue is there. Yes. So. Um, so arguments for, for and against, and, and we'll see how this plays out as we creep further into the second half of the year. Well, that's why you make a great team, because I take one position, you take the other one. And that's so, right. you know, that's what makes the market. There's That's exactly <laughs> right. There's always there's always uh, there's always um, arguments or dialogues to be had for for both camps, um, both perspectives. Um, and that's what keeps it interesting. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, interact with us, share our content, helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Most weekdays, the stock market is open in all places. Podcasts are possible, including Spotify. We will be back here tomorrow with another market update. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Have a good rest of your hump day.